Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair today, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table with solutions, with wit and wisdom. Today, I'm going to be in the studio. However, my guests, because of COVID-19, are going to be on Zoom. So let's get to the show. So my beautiful, anointed friend, Danielle Freitag, is here today. All the way from Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Annie. Hi, girl. How Hi. are you? I'm, Fabulous. I'm so, I'm so excited that you're with us today. And I know that uh, this is a little bit different scene, but we are, like I said earlier when we talked, we're going to be in the studio because you can see I'm sitting in the pink chair. So if you want to pretend that you're sitting in the pink chair, like that's cool too. Because when you come to Vegas, I'm going to have you come and see the studio and we can do another show because I know we have so much to talk about. So I want people to know, first of all, who are you and what do you do? Oh my goodness. The pressure of the question. So best way I want to answer that now is that I am redeemed, renewed, set free, given a new chance. Thank God for God's grace. So uh, Southern Minnesota girl, uh, grew up small town. So not, not like Minneapolis city, like small, small town girl. And uh, my husband and I live here. We've been married for 10 years. Just finally um, had our adoption go through. So we started the adoption process in 2017, Annie. And I know you, you know this because you've been a part in a way oh, of this journey I, and praying absolutely. for us. I yes. guess you have. And so she came into our lives in March. And um, my heart is so full being a, a mom. It's, it's a new season. She is a little, oh my gosh, she's a squeezable little doll. Like she's so adorable and her little smile. Yes, yeah, we love her so much. So yeah, being a new mom and, and it is, it's a, it's a really big change because um, as you know, you know, prior to her coming into our lives and, and, and I'm still doing this, but we, my husband and I and a couple others have a nonprofit organization uh, Action 169 here in Southern Minnesota. And I also do private practice counseling for women coming out of substance abuse, exploitation, and just walking with them on the road of restoration and recovery. And you have a degree, right? I do. Yeah. I went, yeah. I went back to school after smart, being a drug addict. Smart and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went, went back to school because the first time I tried, I dropped out. Um, <laughs> so it, it helps when you're sober. Uh, to oh, accomplish goals in life. That does help. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, do, I do counseling and I, and I love it. I've taken a little bit of a break um, since, since being a mom. Um, but otherwise, uh, what else? I, my husband and I love traveling, hiking. Um, oh, yes. Speaking of that, wow. A lot of people don't really even know why you do one, uh, Action 169. But I do, how many years ago now? About three years ago? maybe four, I don't know when it was, but you came to Las Vegas and you were hiking. Tell that story about why you were hiking, you and your husband. Okay. So it's pretty, it might be pretty, like pretty crazy. Um, so we're, we're, we're like Holy spirit. Like the Lord says, go and do something. We go and do it. Um, of course I was excited to come out and and meet you, but part of the reason we were hiking, we were going to, we're actually doing all the high points in the state. So we hike all the high points and, wanted to come to Las Vegas to hike Boundary Peak. Um, interesting enough, uh, Boundary Peak is actually, the turn to Boundary Peak is marked by an old brothel. 
Um, and so that's oh. how you know how to get how to get there. So we had hiked there, and I wanted to get to the high point. And the Lord, Lord was speaking to me about declaring and decreeing that the boundary lines, the scripture verse, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. And that was a declaration to any woman who has been trafficked, who has been exploited, um, that there is indeed a beautiful inheritance. So as we're hiking, I'm like, she has a beautiful inheritance. I have a beautiful inheritance. My children will have a beautiful inheritance. So it's when we hike, it's not just the, the exercise, which is good, but it's spiritually, mm -hmm. it's prophetic. Right. Right. Cause you're taking action. You're, do, you're, you're doing what you know, God told you to do. You're being obedient. And yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a symbol in the spirit, right? Like you're just, I mean, it's just like when Moses took his staff and, and God said, put it down on the water and he, boom, the water parted. It's like, Whoa, that was a prophetic act. Right. Right. So you guys were hiking and you hiked to the top that you needed to. Right. And right, you said oh. it was right. Do you know the name of that brothel? Do you remember? Did, do um, you I, I don't know. It's pretty, it's, um, I, I don't remember the name of it. So, I mean, it's definitely closed, closed down. Um, but the, it marks the actual turn to, to go to Boundary Peak, which I thought was really interesting. So, right. Right. And, you know, Joe Conforte, I mean, we all know what he did. He started the movement of the brothels. Mm. And they say he's somewhere in Brazil right now, like gone. It's still alive. So I pray for him because you never know. God can touch that man's heart. He started Absolutely. as a driver. So we all know that we're in the wild, wild west here in Vegas. Like this is where prostitution in outside of Clark County is, is legal. And even though a couple brothels have shut, shut down, they are still in operation. And I, I'm sure COVID has affected some of them. And we all know Dennis Hoff died, but yeah. there's still people doing legal sex for sale. And that, yeah. that is, for me personally, you know, it, it does bother me. So honestly, a Minnesota girl, you come to Las Vegas, I finally get to meet you. And the reason why you reached out to me is because you wanted to do a conference. And oh my gosh, Danielle, that conference was amazing. Mm. In, Minnesota, in the middle of winter, it was the most incredible conference I have ever been to in my life. I'm serious. Mm, and I felt like there was such an anointing there because we had, we had the Lakota right? We had the Lakota there. Yep. yep. And we, we were declaring a reconciliation. And uh, I mean, this was your, your Holy Spirit plan. And it was just incredible. And then we did that outreach at the strip club. And by the way, a lot of people don't know this, that that strip club was called Choices, right? Is it called Choices? Yeah. One of the and ones we went to. The night before Super Bowl. And what was really incredible about that is that's the first place I met my first traffickers. I couldn't believe it. And I was sitting there in the car going, we are going to literally go in here and we're going to take this territory. Like we're going in there to pray and talk to the, the, the ladies that are working and just love on them. And then we went yeah. upstairs and then there was a drum and that was really, really prophetic. <laughs> the, the man goes, Hey, do you guys want to see my drum? We're like, what drum? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm what, what was he? Was he a Lakota or what was his background? His no, no, I don't, I don't think that the strip club owner, no, I don't think so. He just had been gifted or given this, this um, beautiful Native American drum. And, and I just want to say part of that was when we did Justice Awakening, um, which was around the time of the Super Bowl, as you know, the, the Holy Spirit was saying, start with, with the drum beat. So it's, it had to do with the father's heartbeat, the heartbeat for the daughters, the heartbeat for um, right. for those. And so, so yes. <laughs> so finding that drum in the strip club, 
um, was, was pretty, it was a pretty crazy night. And part of the reason we had gone to Las Vegas was to get video clips as well. Cause so we stopped at a couple um, different strip clubs, but that was all for bringing an awareness and awakening of what's really happening in the world of exploitation. You know what? And there's 55 strip clubs here. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is Las Vegas. It's the adult, adult Disneyland, they call it. Right. So yeah. hey, Danielle, I wanted to ask you, because a lot of people are like, why are they talking about exploitation? Uh, like Danielle's background, like what's her story? Why is she a counselor? Can you tell us what sure. your heart is for that? Why your heart is drawn to helping ladies and different clients out of exploitation? Okay, so good question. Um, and I'll, I'll do the short version. Okay. So yeah, short version. 2006, I had to get sober. So life had just became crazy. I'd hit many, many rock bottoms and addicted to drugs and just needed help, needed out. I got my life on track, um, got filled with the Holy Spirit, had an incredible encounter with Jesus, living tangible Jesus. And I had a dream uh, about a year after getting sober. So this was about 2007. And in the dream, I was in a strip club. And I was in, I was in the back dressing room and one of the managers came over, was overhearing a conversation. And in this dream, I saw him like pull his hand back, like he was going to hit one of the girls. And in the dream, I, you know, I had, I had like stilettos on in the dream and I like ran to, I was, it's, it's like in the dream, I was going to stop him, but I stood in front of her to, to protect her. And I woke up from that dream knowing that God was calling me to actually go back. So I was brought into the strip club industry. Um, I actually, older man came into my life. I was 17 years old and um, not going to share the whole story. Very young. <clears throat> oh my gosh. You were under yeah, brought into this, brought into the strip club um, industry at a, at a really young age and was in for about six years. Um, tried getting out several times, thought it was, thought it was pretty glamorous at first. Um, but it just yes. became progressively, progressively worse. Um, right. and so without going into that whole story, so that's, that's why, that's why now I have just such a, a deep love to reach, uh, the women who are still working in the clubs. Um, and that's just, that's part of, part of the opportunity now living in this, this, uh, new life of sobriety. So, and, and that's super incredible because Minnesota itself, like from what I remember, because of course, you know, my story, I've worked in the strip clubs in Minnesota. And one of the things I remember more than anything was the men there were just like, it's so normal to them. Yeah. Grabbing someone to solicit someone. Mm -hmm. And I remember working in the strip clubs back then and thinking, man, does every guy like this? Like yeah. I started like really hating on men for a while. Uh, and uh, that dream that you had, that was totally prophetic. I mean, I kind of wish you would have clocked him in your, in the head with the shoe, but <laughs> I'm standing back and I'm letting Jesus go after him. Right. <laughs> right. And I know, yeah. I know we did, we, we were, we just didn't go to choices that night. I, that night was so powerful, by the way, I don't care how cold it was. It was such a neat night. Uh, we went to one of your former strip clubs. Yeah. Can we say the name or not? Yes, absolutely. Deja vu. I'll say it. Deja I worked vu. at Deja vu. Yep. And I remember going in the door and we were trying to get in. We we're like, okay, we, we're going to go in. We're going to love on the ladies and everything. And what did you, who did you see at the front? You don't have to say his name. You can, you can change the name if you yeah, want. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So this, this was Bob the, Joe, the Joe yeah. or, or Joe. 
he was the manager one of the one right. of the managers because there's several different managers and right. you know i just before i share this i've come i've come like the lord has brought me so far in terms of like not having anything in my heart against this man anymore right when i when i first came out of everything i had an all-out hatred for men in general like they're they're all not good they're all wanting one thing um i i know that's not true i, I have an amazing husband who loves god yeah. and loves me um, but, but the man that, that we ran into was one of the managers and I had become pretty entangled. I was sort of entangled with him while I was in the industry. And this is, there's actually a story in the book. Um, so I just encourage if, if you want to know more about this, you can, you can always read the book, but the Lord really brought me full circle. So I saw him for the first time, but, but when I saw him, it's like, and I hadn't seen him in 11 years. Um, and I had been into that club before because we actually did do outreach a couple times, kind of under the radar there. Oh, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him in eleven years. Eleven and, years, and and we go in there that night, and what are the odds? Like I'm there from all the way from Vegas, and this yeah. guy standing right there, right at the there door, at the podium, yep. letting people in and let it, opening that. I don't know what door that was, the inside door to the club to get in. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so like face to face, and he, I'll never forget it. Said like my full name, so not my stage name, right? Because we're all, we all have to pick a stage name. It was said my full, you know, first and maiden name. And I looked right back at him and I said his name. And I'll tell you what. Later on that that night, I had had a dream. God speaks to me through dreams. In the dream, I was I was like at this wedding, and there he was. Okay, so he was standing like at the at the back aisle, right? And Jesus. Yeah was standing at the front and this man, the manager, right? Looks at me and he's like, will you help me? Will you help walk me down the aisle? So this is a prophetic picture wow. of Jesus yeah. Yeah. encountering and Jesus yeah, yeah. coming to the man who is caught up. Like how many generations has this man been caught up in this strip right. club industry thinking this is okay. But I, and I know that I wasn't the only one that he violated. There were other girls too. There were other things that happened, but I have, there's such, there's a forgiveness there. <laughs> Um, first season, I, I prayed, I forgave him, I'm set free, and just believing that uh -huh. the, the perpetrators are going to come out of, right, the perpetrators are going to come out of this exploitive mindset, and to, to right. even think this is okay, like, is he ever going to have daughters? What, what, what then? Like, That's is this ever right. okay? Right. Now, I remember you, did you not say to him, I forgive you? I did, yeah. That was the only and thing I, I could like, think of saying. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what? I, what? I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then Forgiven. he went left in. But if, right, then we, had, then we had got kicked out. That's okay because didn't you, you did say this, and, and I felt the same thing. We were there just for that. We went Absolutely. into that club Absolutely. for you to see him and to let him know you are forgiven. Yeah. Yep. You're forgiven. Absolutely. You won't let me in the club, but you're forgiven, bro, <laughs> for what you did. Right. And yeah. that was so powerful. And I remember afterwards we went into that, remember that little bar? Cause we had to get warmed up. We were like all freezing to contemplate what had just happened. And we yeah. were sitting in that little cubby section before, you know, there's two different doors. You know how Minnesota is it's got little, the porch and you go in. Right. And, yeah. and you were just like, so overwhelmed with emotion. It was such a powerful moment. I just felt like God had healed you in a deeper level, Danielle, and a, Absolutely. a new level in your walk and the ministry that you do and your influence and your favor. It's like, I saw it like a firework. It just went boom because you yeah. let it go. And that was a defining moment. And I just want to thank you for what you do 
and the authority mm. that you carry in the spirit and the purity of your heart and the love for God's people. And, mm. you know, you do have a forgiving heart. I've seen you do it over and over in different <laughs> situations and you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it's just so great to know. I want you to, can you share with our audience uh, because you're a writer. I mean, they're, they're, it's such a beautiful journey and you sent both books to me and I have them and yeah. I can't, I haven't read the second one, but I can't wait to start. I just haven't had time. Please forgive me. But can you show the audience your first book and your second book really quick? Sure. Sure. I know so you have it there. I do. I've got them right here. So the, the second one is, is for the more spiritual prophetic and, and, and I wanted to do it this way. So so the first book is, it's more testimony and, and the what happened, the where I am now, but every single chapter has what's called a key towards restoration. So whether it's forgiveness or courage or reconciliation, whatever it might be, right. um, ways, ways to, to walk out of trauma and live in victory. And so the, the first one, it's the whole set series is called The Garden Keys. Um, the first one is The Beginning to Israel. Uh, mm -hmm. The last chapter I wrote when I was in Israel. Um, and then the second book is actually, um, wait, go, go back to the blue dress oh, again. Okay, I really, okay. it, yeah, we're going to get pictures for you. To, yeah. I love that. I, and, yeah. and your good friend, Anna drew, yeah. uh, painted that picture. Yeah. Also, also an overcomer of, of, right. um, yeah. Yep. She, so she's not as an overcomer of sexual exploitation. And that picture is a, 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 a of a daughter, God's daughter going into where? Where, where going she into the garden. So it's, it's, it's a picture of restoration and everything's very, it's based off of, it's based off of Isaiah 58, 11, which is you mm -hmm. will be a well-watered garden, a spring whose waters never fail. So then the next book is actually the inside the garden. And this, this one is a lot more for the, the, the prophetic, but it's, um, and, and, uh, much prophecy as well, but has to do with living out then um, being being restored and what that looks like. And then also taking a look at our culture and understanding right. what's happening in terms of trafficking, exploitation, and looking really at uh, chapter 18 of Book of Revelation, looking at the merchant of souls, right? So how this yeah. is all gonna culminate. So yeah, and, yeah. And, and the great harlot, which is possibly America. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're in trouble, you guys, if we don't get it yeah. right. So I, I wanted to ask you, you know, how are you, uh, you know, living your life now that you've been freed and that you've, you know, been walking, how long have you been walking with God now? About? So since, since 2006. Okay. So, and it, yeah, so I've been sober, wow. yeah, 14 years, um, got filled okay. with the Holy Spirit in 2007. So yeah. And you, you would ask me, this is such a good question because I've been, I've been thinking about it, Annie. Um, I know what it is. Go ahead. Well, so, so you asked me about what, like, what's the best advice? Cause this, this plays into your last question of, of how have you been living things out? And I thought of like five different things that I'm like, okay, I need to narrow this down. So right. uh, is that okay if I share three things real quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first, so, so each one, um, the first one is real person, like more of a, uh, something that we can all connect with. So learning what my values are was so significant. So for, so for example, sobriety, honesty, faith, loyalty. So I had to learn how to live out my life according to these values. So in any situation, no matter behind closed doors, 
with this person or that person, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be um, loyal to Jesus. Right. And, and so, th so living out my values and sobriety has been really key um, because I was a drug addict and an alcoholic and I'm not anymore, but I don't want to let that, I don't want to let that thing back in. So sobriety is key. So that's, that's, that is how I'm living out my life. And that's one of the, the good advice pieces. You know that what I, got. I just saw you do? I just saw you and in the spirit, you did this already. You took that key that yeah. that door was opened with from the enemy and you locked it permanently. The lock yeah, is sealed over and there's no amen. way to key back in there. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah. Amen. And that, that is one of the keys in the book is, is sobriety. Mm -hmm. So the, the second, the second piece here is something that this um, amazing prayer warrior woman who is, I call her my prayer mama. She told me, so this, this is like a marriage piece, but it also applies otherwise. So it's okay to, it's okay to get in disagreements. It's okay to have emotions, but it's never okay to be destructive. And not just destructive to another person, but destructive to yourself. So how am I speaking to my husband? What are the things that I'm saying? Or even with, you know, with other people, like it's never okay to be destructive. And when I think of destructive, it might even be like raising my voice, my, the things that I say, like the words, right? The words we speak are so, so important. Yeah, so, yeah. so important. And then th that leads me to the last one. So the third, the third thing I have to share, and this came from um, John, uh, chapter 14, and this comes straight from Jesus, right? Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. His disciples don't know it, but he's about to be crucified. And he's telling them, I'm leaving, but don't worry. I'm going to give you the best gift. And the best gift is the counselor, the Holy Spirit. And then he says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. And I have clung to that. And I have experienced the shalom peace that only Jesus can bring, no matter what is going on. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, it reminds me of that scripture. And I know I've shared this with you. One of my mantras when I first got radically pulled out of the pit was be still and know mm -hmm. that I am God. And, and I love the peace uh, aspect of it. The peace of God is so important. And I shared this and I don't know if I shared this with you, but with one of my colleagues and friends, I was sharing, you know what? One of the things that I chased when I was chasing different men, because I just wanted to feel peace, Danielle. Yeah. And it was never about the sex. I seriously just wanted to have someone hold me. And I would have these dreams that I was, I love the prophetic dreams, right? They just are so bomb. As a little girl on, the, on a white horse and the horse mm. was riding towards the sunset and the horse was taking me to safety. It was taking me to peace, not knowing prophetically that was a symbol of Jesus Christ, yeah. right? Taking yeah. me to safety and rescuing me out of my situation. And so, uh, the peace aspect of it, I wanted to just feel that so deeply with any man that I saw. And I just wanted him to tell me he loved me. And I chased that and chased that and just probably like you did in different ways, trying to fill it with the money, the sex, the drugs, the yeah. lifestyle, the glamour, and everything just went through me like a, like a, you know, like a pipe, like it's all gone. There's, there's yeah. no stopping it. And I want more. And so that peace to me, God's peace. I love that Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. Peace, I bequeath unto you. 
not as though the world gives, you know, but the, the father is peace. And when he formed the earth, like literally the Holy Spirit was with him in Jesus and he just breathed on the earth. Listen, um, one last thing, if you, if you want to share one last thing about okay. advice you could give someone, because our time's at an end. So okay. Oh my gosh. That went so minute. fast. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So, so we're in, um, Hebraically, we're in this decade of what's called pay. So in the Hebrew year, five, seven, eight, zero, and that relates to our words and what we speak. So, so now more than ever, it is so, so important that we are being mindful of what we say. Are we speaking life or are, or are we speaking death? So no, so matter, no, no, no matter what the situation is, whether it's over us, ourselves, family, politics, whatever it might be, what are the words we're saying? And so the, the scriptures in Colossians, uh, I believe, did Paul write Colossians? Was it Paul? Paul told us. Yes. Who wrote yes. Colossians? Paul? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Paul was saying, right, about speaking graciously and having the word dwell richly in you. And so that would be my encouragement is have the word, let the word dwell in you richly and be mindful of what you're saying. That is so timely for today's atmosphere. And we know oh, this is, this is the decade of the voice, yes. the year of the yes. voice, right? The voice, yep. let it come out, speak truth, speak life. She speaks life. Danielle, mm-hmm. I'm so honored you were here today. I want you to share, and then we have to go okay. share your website and how people can get a hold of you. Sure. Thanks, Annie. And this has been just an honor and pleasure. I just, I, oh. you just like make me, you, you radiate joy. And I'm so grateful to, to be on this with you. So thank you so much. Um, so the Action 169 website is uh, real simple. It's just action, A-C-T-I-O-N 169.com. And there's information on there. Books can be on there. Otherwise, books can also be found. Uh, the Garden Keys can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatnot. So, Okay. Thank you so much, Danielle. And we'll talk soon, girl. And I want you to come back on. Okay? Absolutely. Love you, you, Annie. (laughs) Bye. Today we were talking about grace and redemption and how God can take an adulterer, a prostitute, a drug addict, a leper, and he can touch them with his love and the grace that God gives them. And I wanted to share this book that I wrote called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. And if this is not the most redemptive story, and I'm a little biased because it's mine, but this is my story of getting completely flipped upside down by the love of Christ and finally rescued out of sex trafficking into freedom, redemption, and hope. You can go to Amazon or our hookersforjesus.net website. And it's also on audio and it's in my voice. I narrate the entire thing and I sing. Thank you so much.